Welcome to Courage to Create, a podcast for those choosing to live and lead from heart, soul, and desire. I'm your host, Claudia Whitney, a certified hypnotherapist and life and business coach for women. And I'm obsessed with supporting you on your path to living a more abundant, expanded life of purpose. I believe we were born to go big, and each week you'll hear inspiring interviews from passionate souls that dare to create their bold stories. And it's my hope that after hearing stories of truth, courage, and desire, you'll feel called to rewrite a part of your story that may be holding you back from living a life of your wildest dreams. Hi, everyone. How's your new year? Did you get into that whole, let's release things and invite new things in? Or is that just a bunch of silliness to you? I have to say, I'm super into it this year. January lined up with the inner part of me that's ready to put the things down that aren't working and cultivate some new ways of being so that I feel more aligned, you know? And honestly, I do this shit like every other month. (laughs) The new year can begin any freaking day. You know what I mean? We can make new choices anytime. We can start over any day for any reason. We don't need to justify it or make excuses. You are the boss of your life, or maybe you're the queen of your life. And you get to choose. We all get to choose. I'm actually sitting here at my desk in my lingerie perks of having your own business. And I'm in my lingerie and candles are lit and sexy music is playing because I invited my husband down for a little mid-afternoon play. He said yes when I invited him and then he got caught up in meetings and it's been a couple of hours. So I'm doing work in my lingerie with candles and I'm like, this is kind of fun. (laughs) Why don't I just wear this shit every day at the office? Oh my God. So you see what I mean when I'm talking about starting new things anytime? I'm super into this vibe. I think it's a new thing for me. Watch out, world. (laughs) Okay, so enough about me. Today, I'm sharing my interview with Tal Yardini. She's a breakup recovery coach, and you don't need to be breaking up with someone to learn something here. We talked about her journey from singer and actress to coach and how she supports her clients today. We also talked about self-worth, self-love, boundaries, recognizing patterns and past relationships, and choosing yourself. So there's so many important topics here, and I'd love to hear your thoughts after you listen. One last thing before the interview, I'm taking applications for my Unleash Your Magic Mastermind. UYM is for multi-passionate coaches, creatives, healers, and teachers who want to join a curated group of like-minded badass women growing their wealth, their community, leadership, freedom, magnetism, and impact. If you're in business and you're looking to up-level and you want accountability and sisterhood, DM me at with.claudiawhitney on Instagram or send me an email. Okay, here's the interview. Hello and welcome back to another interview. Today I have Tal Yardini and Tal is a breakup recovery coach and I'm so excited to learn more about this and what you do. And she also went from being a singer and actress in New York for 13 years before transitioning into a coach. And I'm also excited to hear about this. And she used her very own heartbreak to develop her group coaching program, The Breakup to Badass Formula. And so I just want to welcome you, first of all, Tal. Thank you so much for being here. 
Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you. Yeah. I would love for you to, you know, tell us more about yourself and the journey that you've been on. And I'm also curious, were you a coach before you decided to focus on breakups or did the breakup inspire you to become a coach? (laughs) Ah, good question. I knew that I wanted to become a coach and I had a hunch that I should focus on heartbreak, but I was kind of rejecting it (laughs) because I was going through my own personal stuff. But I realized that my journey could really help other women. So that's when I really decided to, you know, niche down and totally focus in on breakups, women going through breakups specifically and or divorce or separation. Because I think that, you know, when you're going through something like that, it feels really isolating. You feel really alone. And so it's super helpful when you have someone who's able to support you alongside the journey who's been there. Yeah, exactly. And then going from being a singer. And being like an actress to to diving into breakup coaching. And it's like, you know, very different worlds. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to hear more about the breakup coaching, but I'm curious how you made that transition. Yeah. yeah. So the pandemic happened and my industry shut down. And at that time, I really didn't know, like coaching had never been a thing for me before. If someone had said, you know, so if you weren't performing, what would you be doing? I never had an answer. It wasn't like, oh, I would be a life coach. But somehow it came to me, not somehow, it was it was really divine guidance. I wasn't stressing out about it, but I was wanting to be led. Like, what's my next step? And so, you know, in conversations I was having with close friends of mine, it would keep coming up somehow. Like, have you ever thought about life coaching, Tal? You're, you know, you're, you're always the go-to person when people want advice or, you know, a spiritual advice or they're on their journey. And I was like, huh. And, and so it kept on happening. Like it wasn't just one person. It was like quite a few. And so I was like, huh, okay, this is not a coincidence. So let me investigate this. And so then I decided to get certified as a life coach and a relationship coach. And like a week into getting certified as a life coach, like a week into classes, I was like, this feels so right. I was like, this just feels right. This feels like what I should be doing. So that's how I went from (laughs) being a singer in New York to (laughs) a life coach. Honestly, I'm not sure if the pandemic hadn't happened. Like, I don't know that this is where I'd be today, but I'm super grateful that it led me to this. I mean, I just want to make that coffee table book that's just like before pandemic, after pandemic. You know, because so many people that happen to so many people. I mean, even myself, I could not break away from yoga teaching, you know, going into the yoga studios to really fully put myself into my coaching business full time. And I wanted it, but I, it was like tearing off an arm. I was, I've been a teacher for 20 years. So when the pandemic happened, it was like, oh, can't go into the studios. You know, it just gave me permission. I feel like it did that for a lot of people. So that's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the universe was like, okay, we're going to halt and we're going to take a different turn and we're going to go in a different direction because no one gets to slow down and we all were forced to slow down. Yeah, exactly. And so that transition, did you find it natural for you? I mean, it already sounds like people looked at you as a coach or someone that they went to. And so like, how was the business? Like when you're a coach and I don't know how it was for you as an actress and singer, but you know, when you're a coach, you're wearing many hats, you know, it's like, you're the person behind the scenes and in front of the scenes and all the scenes. It's Yeah. I actually feel like that world for me of being an actor and a singer, actually, it's so helpful in this arena because you really 
have to show up in a very vulnerable way. And when you're performing, honestly, there's nothing more vulnerable than being on a stage and everyone looking at you. So I think it actually really helped me out because, you know, getting in front of people, doing these interviews, you know, doing reels or showing up on social media is actually very easy for me because it's like, oh, I just get to talk. I don't have to worry about singing and how my voice sounds and all of that stuff. You know, I just get to speak from my heart. Cool. Sign me up. Yeah, no. you're really good at it. I oh, mean, thank you. Reels and I thought, wow, you're really just like grounded and natural and it feels authentic. And, you know, it really, I feel like I can feel your essence through your social media. I appreciate that. Now, the other stuff, you know, business, it's like there are things that also I'm not great at, right? That I'm like, this is why I hire people out to show me the way because I don't know everything there is to know about business. But the journey is exciting because I kind of like being put in situations where I don't know everything. So I'm, I'm up for the challenge, which is good. Yeah. You're like the leap person. I'm going to leap with and just trust the nets there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, let's switch gears. I want to talk about, you know, what you do. And I know that you say that self-love is crucial to healing from a breakup. And so I wanted to talk about self-love because it is a hot topic. Mm-hmm. I would just love your your take on it. Like, what is your definition? Yeah, for me, self-love is when you no longer abandon yourself. And I think that's really important because that encompasses a lot of different things. But in life, you know, especially as women we're not taught what this means to put ourselves first. We are taught to play nice. We are taught to make sure everyone else is okay and everyone else's needs come before our own. And so because we're taught this, then we're last. We're always last. And so we'll play small. We'll pretend to be okay when we're not okay. We'll say yes to things when we really want to say no. We feel something in our gut. We want to speak up, but we don't. And so this is really about no longer doing those things. And so you start to tend to yourself. You understand that you matter. And so you show up in your life differently because you are now putting yourself as number one. Yeah, I love that. You matter. (laughs) You matter. Yeah. Yeah, because we forget, you know, and especially when you're coming out of a breakup, you know, we tend to blame ourselves. There must be something wrong with me. I must not be enough. This is why this happened. This is why this person left. This is why this person didn't show up for me. So there's this place of, I'm not worthy. Mm. I'm not worthy. I'm not, you know, because I wasn't chosen. And so this is really about you learning how to choose yourself. Yeah. And I I love that. And worthiness. I mean, so many people, they determine their worth based on if they're in a relationship or not, or how long it's been, if they're, you know, has the person proposed or whatever. And so I'd love to hear your take on worthiness in relationships. Yeah. So when you come from a place of knowing that you're worthy, then you're not going to end up in these relationships. So what happens is, let me backtrack a little bit. When we choose from a place of unworthiness, we end up in relationships with people most often that are emotionally unavailable. So they can't give us what we need. And so it really plays into more of our unworthiness because we're being shown like, well, look, this person can't show up for me. No one can show up for me. When you show up from a place of knowing that you're worthy, first of all, you're going to attract different because you're going to smell an emotionally unavailable person from a mile away. And that's not going to be attractive to you, right? So you really come into this knowing that you're worthy and wanting to share with someone else who knows that they're worthy as well. Now, it doesn't mean that you know our needs aren't important and, and we don't need to get our needs met, but we're no longer seeking from someone else to validate us because we know how to validate ourselves. 
Mm. I mean, it sounds like this is a lot of the healing that you help people with. Yes. The coaching. And so I'd love to hear more about that process. Like I'm sure there's like a grieving element and what are some of the elements that you help people through? Yeah. So first part is really about letting go. So that's about having acceptance because one of the things that will keep someone stuck is that we're not accepting the situation. We're not accepting the person for who they are. We're we're looking at, but if they would only, they would do this or only they would show up in this way, or if only they would get in touch and change X, Y, and Z, this could be perfect. But it's like, I understand I've, I've been that person too, but this is where we suffer because this keeps you in that perpetual loop of if only they would, if only they would, if only they would, then my life would be okay. When you see the situation for what it is and you accept that this person is not capable of giving me what it is I desire in a relationship, you know, what's important for me, then now there's an actual chance to move forward and start healing and focusing on you. So basically what I do is I take the focus off of the X and mm. I put the focus on you, which is really hard. It's really hard to look at ourselves. But when we do that kind of work and that self-reflection, it's so important because this is really where you start to build yourself up and you start to build your worthiness and to see what that self-love looks like and how you show up in your life and how you talk to yourself. It's so important. And then once you get to that place of like, oh yeah, like I'm digging this person in the mirror. Like I've got my own back. Cool. I accept that this relationship is over. I see the lessons in this. I see how it served me. Then that last process is about creating your future. Where do you desire to go from here? And that could be getting back out into the dating world, right? For others, it's like, no, now this is time of like self-exploration and like what lights me up and what am I into? Because I never really thought about the things that light me up in my life. Mm, exactly. I want to go back to letting go because I think yeah. about some people that I know and it's been years and they still haven't let go. Or like, is it possible that we need to go back into our past and like grieve or let go, like do some work on past, past, past relationships, even though we've, you know, we're like five people forward, you know, ahead of that. I'm just curious what you think about that. Well, I love that you asked that because if you do go back and look at past relationships, most likely there's a pattern playing out. Mm -hmm. Most likely the relationships are similar in some way. Right. I know for me, when I had to take an honest look at myself and to take, like, do, you know, when we do this, we, we self reflect, we do honest inventory. It's not about hanging out in the past forever, but you have to have an understanding of, okay, how did I get here? Right. Mm -hmm. How did I get here? And so when I, for me personally, when I looked at my relationships, I was like, wow, these guys, I thought for sure, I was like, oh, they're so different. No, but they weren't very different. They may have looked different. They may have had different attributes, but there was a core thing underneath all of it. And it's that they were all emotionally unavailable. Mm. And I kept attracting them and I kept attracting them. And I had to look at that and go, huh, well, where am I emotionally unavailable? That I am attracting someone who is emotionally, and where am I emotionally unavailable to myself? Mm. So I do think it is important to look at the past, but it's not about hanging out there. So it's kind of the difference of, you know, in therapy, we really take a look at childhood on all of that stuff and how is it playing. Coaching is, we do a little bit of that, sure, because we want to understand why this is playing out. But once we get that, okay, now how do we move you forward? Yeah, it's like all about the lessons, like learning the lessons. I'm just thinking of like, I have a breakup and I want to hire somebody to help me. I want to hire you to help me with this breakup. Mm -hmm. Like, what are some of the growth opportunities? I know you mentioned some before, but like, what have you seen? Like, I'd love an example. Yes. I have one client in particular who just finished up with me. And when she came to me, it's incredible because she has it all together. 
She's so successful. She, you know, she's got a great family. She's an amazing mother. When it comes to relationships, it's always the same thing. She just feels like she can't get it right. Mm -hmm. And she was dating a man for quite a while who she was sure. She was like, I've never met anyone like this person. This is my person. And she came to me and she said, I know I need to move on. I don't know how. And I honestly feel like I'm never going to get over this person. And she was in so much pain and it was affecting everything in her life, right? Because it's really hard to compartmentalize when your heart's broken. It really does permeate into every aspect of your life. And so there were people ahead of her in the program when she first came in, she was expressing this and they said to her, hang on, promise you it gets better. And and that's so encouraging because you need to hear that because when you're so deep in it, you really don't see a way out. You really don't see, how am I going to get out of this heartbreak? And one month in, she's like, you know, Tal, this is so interesting. Like I'm feeling better. I'm not really thinking about him. And he was like on her mind 20, it was like obsessive, obsessive, Mm -hmm. ruminating thoughts. And one month in, she's like, yeah, I'm not really thinking about him. This is kind of crazy. Like I, I'm noticing that I'm going about my day. I'm being very present and he's not really popping up into my mind. Great. Two months in, he comes back and she's blocked him on everything. And he's like found a way to get in touch with her. And before this would have completely derailed her. This would have been like, okay, this means that he's so into me, you know, I'm going to give him another chance. And she really stood firm in her conviction and like where she is because she's not the same person that she was two months ago she's been doing all this work on herself and he came with a story of some kind of health condition which usually she's like such a big heart this would have been like such an easy well now i need to be in his life because he needs me and she was really you know she really really stood up for herself and and while still having compassion for him and being like you know i'm so sorry this is what you're going through i really wish you the best in this but for my healing i really need us to not be in contact with one another because i'm continuing to move forward in my life and i was just like cheering her on like crazy because 2 months ago this woman is telling me this is like the love of my life like how am i going to move forward mm-hmm. right and i felt like this was the universe because the universe does this, you know, you're, you're moving along and you're like, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. And the universe is like, are you? Let's see. Yeah. I know. Every <laughs> freaking time. <laughs> right? We'll see how serious you are. Yeah. yeah. So that's just one story. And then now she's in this place where she's dating again, you know, and that's huge because she couldn't really see. And it's not about dating because she feels like she needs, she wants, you know, ultimately she does want a partner, but she's dating from this place of knowing how amazing she is and she's not settling. She's, she's having fun and she's seeing what's out there, but she's going out and dating intentionally because she knows who she is. She knows what she brings to the table. She knows her values and she knows her non-negotiables. These aren't things that she really thought about before when she was dating. You're almost like a dating coach too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because it does tend to be, you know, not every woman who works with me wants to get out there. Mm-hmm. But you but kind of I will, the person, right? Yes. That's what I say. I'm like, I ready you for your best relationship yet. And what does that mean? It means that like when you come to me, you're not the same person. If you show up for yourself, obviously. If you don't show up for yourself, I can't do it for you. I always say that. I'm like, if you show up for yourself, I will show up for you a hundred percent because I'm so passionate about this and I know that the work works. So when you do show up for yourself and you and you know by the end of this, you're like, oh my gosh, like I see where the red flags were. I see the things that I ignored. I see the things where I will no longer ignore. You know, that's going to go with you for the rest of your life, regardless of whether you start dating now, because it's not just about dating. It's about how you do life. 
like some of these patterns are so deep. I mean, all our patterns are so yes. deep, right? So what are some uh, ways that you help people break out of these patterns? I don't know if you have practices, rituals, if, you know, if, what, are, what are some of your tricks? So the big thing that'll keep us stuck in pattern is like when we're stuck in ego, when we're stuck with the voice that keeps telling you, well, what's the point in trying to change? You haven't been able to do it so far. Right. Mm -hmm. So that'll sabotage us and it'll keep us doing the same things over and over again. And so one of the big things that I work on with my clients is how are you talking to yourself Mm -hmm. and what thoughts are you buying into? Mm -hmm. Because we're so quick to buy into those negative thoughts. Right. And it's really about starting to get really present and starting to question the thoughts that are coming through that just because it pops up doesn't mean that it's true. Like let's get into this place where we start to become curious. Mm -hmm. When we start to become curious, now there's an opportunity for change. But when we buy into everything that our mind tells us, which is very negative most of the time, right? Mm -hmm. Then it's going to be really hard to change any of the patterns. Mm -hmm. And I think like it's a a slow process. Yeah. I was on a client call this morning and he said something that was so obvious to me that wasn't true right? about him. (laughs) I'm like, this is like so far away from the truth, you know? So I challenged him on what he said and he was like, hmm. And I was like, wow, he really doesn't believe, you know, this about himself. And I just thought I can't, can't force it. And I just invited him to be curious. And we did some, you know, I gave him some like homework to do around it. And I just say this because sometimes it's easy to say like, oh, just, you know, don't believe the thought, don't buy into the thought. Right. And also some of it just feels almost impossible. So yeah, I just say like when you do this work to take your time. Yeah, absolutely. There's a reason why it's three months to work with me, right? There's a reason why I don't promise anything. First of all, I I tell you that if you do the work, most likely this is what's going to happen for you, but you have to show up for yourself. But healing doesn't take place in a day right? But it's about putting these things into practice, into motion. Like you said, giving giving the homework so that this starts to become more of the norm than those intrusive thoughts that are just coming at us left and right. Yeah, 100%. So if someone's listening right now and they're like, just in it, <laughs> like just yeah. broken, what is something without like hiring a coach or, you know, maybe it is reading a book or Maybe it's listening to this podcast, but what is one thing someone could do right now that's easy, accessible, free? Yeah, there's a few things. But first I would say, give yourself the time to grieve. Mm. So don't try to hurry, like you said, don't try to rush this process, right? Don't try to busy yourself so that you never have to sit with anything. Because the thing is, is that healing, it's like the only way out is through. And there's a reason why that's a saying is because when you try to avoid all of these things, it's going to meet you in a different way. So you might as well go through it now Mm -hmm. and allow yourself and be kind to yourself and be gentle to yourself. And I think the thing I would offer listeners is that this relationship doesn't define you. This breakup doesn't define you. So even if this feels super messy or you feel like your life is completely unraveled and my heart goes out to you because I've been there and I know Mm. you are enough even in this moment. And I want you to know that for yourself, that in this moment, as it feels like your world is crumbling down, as you're questioning everything about your life, you're enough. When someone finishes working with you, what are some 
practices or things one can do, or, you know, even just now to be strengthening our self-worth and self-love, like what are some ideas on how to just, yeah, become the worthy woman, you know, that deserves it all and knows it. Yeah. Get comfortable with boundaries, get comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Get comfortable with, oof, I know I need to say this thing. And it's not about, I'm not, you know, I always say this when I'm teaching, you know, my clients boundaries. And I'm like, this is not about all of a sudden we need to like say, I need, I need this to be this way. And I need this, but I want you to get comfortable with using your voice. So get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Cause what happens is when you put boundaries into place, most likely the other person, the person receiving it, they're not going to be like, oh my gosh, great. Sure. No problem. You're probably going to get some pushback. So get, get, get comfortable with getting pushback mm-hmm. because that means that you are starting to understand that you matter, which means that sometimes that's going to make other people upset with you. Sometimes they'll be able to receive it, but it's being okay with uncomfortable situations in our life. Cause that's why we end up putting up with so much because we don't want to, we don't want to like, you know, ruffle any feathers. Yeah. And I love that you said you get comfortable, you know, using your voice, mm-hmm. like saying it out loud. I think mm-hmm. that's so powerful. And I want to go back to something you said earlier where you were talking to one of your clients and she, you, you know, she had blocked her ex. And I just want to get your take on if someone is going through a breakup, do you recommend like no contact? I do. I do always. And, you know, even if there are kids involved and you have to Mm co-parent, obviously you can't block them, but there are ways to put boundaries around the conversations that are being had when you are in contact. There are ways to work around the drop-offs and how that happens, but there's like the least amount of communication while still showing up for your kids. Mm. Because what happens is sometimes when I'm working with women, you know, they're getting out of, you know, they're going through a divorce, they they, they need to co-parent and they're like, do I allow as much access as possible? I'm like, no, what is it that you need for yourself right now? You know, if it doesn't involve the kids, what communication needs to be had? I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so refreshing to hear that because I feel like I need to always have, they needs to always, you know, they need to always have access to me. And it's like, no, you get to decide how much access they need to have. But yes, I always, I always say no contact because people, it's like the hardest thing actually for people to do. And like women will want to fight me on this and then they'll try to go without it. So I can't push anything on you, right? I can't push you to like go no contact. But if you're working with me for a month and you're still in contact with your ex, right? And you're coming to the coaching calls and you're like, gosh, I just feel like I'm not moving forward. Mm. And I'm like, well, how's that communication going? That must be really freaking confusing to you. And they're like, yeah, it does feel confusing. I'm like, of course it does because you don't have access to them in the same way, yet you're still entertaining them. So how do we expect to move forward? It's like, it's counterproductive because I understand it's it's a protective mechanism because we think, well, if we still keep them in our lives, it's going to ease the heartbreak. Really what it's doing is just prolonging the heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. And do you like, do you have a certain, is it like 30 days or is it depend on the person? I think it depends on the person and it depends on the situation and it depends on where you're at. Mm-hmm. So not every breakup is because the partner was a terrible human. Sometimes it's just, it's not a good fit. You know, it's like, we've gone as far as we can and moving forward, we can't move forward together. But that still means that there needs to be time apart so that we can get used to life without this person. Yeah. We have to get used to what life looks like for us without this person in our lives. Then when we feel like we're in a different place, the question I ask is, okay, you want to be in communication with them? Are you cool with hearing about who they're dating? Mm. Because if you're not, then I don't really recommend it. But if you can get to a place where it's like, oh, okay, you're dating so-and-so. Okay. It might sting a little bit, but it's not going to set me back. You know what I mean? 
I remember going through a breakup and it was a five-year relationship and I was fine. I was like, okay, it ended. This is what needed to happen. And I moved on and, and it was, I can't remember how long after the breakup, I would say, I'll say a couple of months. And then I remember seeing on Facebook, they met somebody and that's when it hit me. And that's when I was like crying every day yeah. and, and like so sad. It's like I knew that I didn't want to be with him. It was very clear to me. It was over. And yet I just made it mean all these things. Right. And it just, yeah, my heart, I remember my heart literally Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. so hard to see because even if it was the kind of, like you're expressing, it doesn't sound like there was anything terrible that happened. It was like, okay, we did five years together. I honor this and I'm moving on without you. That was still five years that you shared with someone and it's still mm-hmm. grieving, you know, a future that you could have had together that you're not having together. And then seeing that this person gets to now have a future with someone else. that's not you. Yeah. Yeah. But I, this, there, just that delay, you know, so it's mm-hmm. interesting how we can yeah, be carrying it and not even realize. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm always like, don't rush this. Yeah. Don't rush this. Do you ever coach couples through their breakup? You know, I haven't just because of the way that my program is designed, but because I've gotten certified as a relationship coach, I have coached couples, but I haven't coached couples going through a breakup. I think that would be interesting, actually. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is like opening yeah. up some. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. It's like a so, unconscious coupling. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I feel like sometimes for me, like I just need, like I won't think of something or I'll think of something and I'll be like, no. And what a coach does for me is it gives me permission. They'll say like, oh, do this. I'm like, like you said with your client earlier, I'm like, I can do that. And then they're like, like I had a, when I, I had a retreat in June and I hired a coach to have calls with throughout the retreat so that I would be supported. And so I had a call every morning and, and evening with her. It, sometimes it was five minutes, sometimes 15, sometimes it was a voice message, but I knew that I had this with her. Mm-hmm. And so one of the evenings I was so wiped out and there's this big dinner, everybody's going to wear white, you know, it's this beautiful sit down dinner. And I was on the phone and I was like, yeah, I don't feel like going, but you know, I'll just, I'll rest for a little bit and I'll go. And she's like, do you need to go? <laughs> you know? And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, so I just, I, I don't know. I don't have to go. She's like, well, do you want to? And I was like, no, what would you want to do? And I was like, take a bath. And she's like, okay. I was like, I can do that. You know, <laughs> I think that's what coaches do. And I think that's what's so beautiful about going through a breakup. You think, well, it's a, we broke up. Like, what's the point? We're not going to get back together. But just to have these, the, the accountability, but also the permission to do things in a way that you might not think is the right way or okay. Absolutely. Right. And especially you saying that it like, I think also if, you know, if a couple did decide to do this together, it just shows the respect that they have for one another and that they're honoring that time that was spent together, that it wasn't for nothing. Cause that's, that's one of the things I hear so much. Like, I feel like all of this was for nothing. Like it didn't mean anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm so in the practice of how is this happening for me? You know, right. Right. Which is a, not an easy thing to think about when you're going through it. You in know? it. Yeah. When you're in the thick of it, it's really hard. How is this happening for me? I always say like, I'm, you know, I'm like the answer might not come as you're in the thick of it, but when it starts to lessen, then you will see the lesson. 
Yeah. And I always say like, when you look back on anything that you've ever done, nothing ever makes sense. <laughs> like you can't make sense of it and, until it's over and you say, oh yeah, of course that's the way that was supposed to happen. But you kind of predicted or thought about the way that it was going to happen. And yeah, sometimes you just got to let that go. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's totally okay when you don't have the answer in the thick of it, you know, because people really want to rush that answer. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, take the time. It will come when it's supposed to come, but don't try to search for it now. If you don't have it, it's okay. It's okay. It kind of comes back to that permission to be messy, to be in Right, right. Because there's a lot of also, you know, I should be over this by now. Why am I not over this yet? Like I should, like, there's something wrong with you because it's like, well, there's no, you know, there's no, like, it takes 30 days, six hours and two minutes to get over heartbreak. It's like, everyone has their own journey. And sometimes, you know, women are surprised because they will have been dealing with this for a year. Another client of mine, she was engaged and the engagement ended a year ago and she was still in the same spot. And she just finished with me as well. And she's in a completely different place about it. So it's like, you know, it just kind of depends. You have to move differently for things to start happening in your life in a different way for healing to take place. Yeah. And it sounds like the program is, well, I love group programs. If anybody listens to me (laughs) talk about just because of the community that you create and to be seen in it and to also hear others going through it and you just don't feel so alone. So I'd love to hear about your, your group program. Yeah. So it's called the breakup to badass formula and it's three months with me and you know, there's a three-step process. And so first part, like I said before, is you really learn how to let go of the X and then you're going to learn how to love the F out of yourself, like in a way that you've never done before. And it's going to feel uncomfortable. And then you're going to see how you start to have your own back and it gets really exciting. And the third part is create your future. Because from that space where you feel filled up and you know how to fill yourself up, that's the space to start creating, not from the space of lack. I love that. I'm not going through a breakup, but I... (laughs) You're like, but can I join? (laughs) (laughs) Like, honey, don't don't worry, but I'm doing a breakup program. (laughs) Well, I had a breakup coach on here, one of my really good friends here in LA, Paige Wildhide, and, and she's a breakup coach as well. We talked a lot about breakups with more than just exes, like breaking up with things in your life and mm-hmm. breaking up with, you know, patterns and breaking mm-hmm. up with maybe friends or, or you know, your job. Like, I, I thought that was a really, I don't know, I really liked thinking of it that way. Like, oh, wow, like we can break up with things in our life. Like that's also a breakup. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I broke up with my best friend last year, you know, a, amazing, beautiful friendship of 16 years. But I was, you know, I I had to uphold my boundaries and I had multiple conversations and wasn't being met with what I needed. And I knew that I could no longer compromise this for myself. So, and it's super painful. Thanks for sharing that. And I mean, I want to know more. I'm like... Well, I'm just thinking like, I know so many people that like have friends around that don't, Mm. that aren't, you know, really supporting them or it's just not, it's not high vibes anymore. Not that friendships need to be high vibes all the time, but it's just like not a supportive or healthy relationship anymore. And so I'm like, how do you go about that? That just feels almost more devastating when I think about it. Super devastating. This person's like a sister to me. And it's not that 
I think will never speak again, but at this moment in time, I can't have her in my life in the same capacity. There were just things that had had been happening over the years. And I just started to see this pattern of, it it felt one-sided and where it was really important for me to have her show up, I was being disappointed, you know, just bowing out of things and not being able to show up and, you know, and also giving, I think that the, like the thing that broke the, what is it? The straw. straw. Yes. Yes. I was like with a camel, the straw. Yeah. And I think the thing that came to to a head for me was that she bowed out of something that was very important to me. And I'd actually given her an out before and she didn't take it. And she was like, no, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And then it happened again. And I was like, ooh. And then I'm a very forgiving person. But what I've learned about when someone apologizes, it's not enough to apologize. You know, the apology really is empty if the behavior doesn't change. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at behavior and the behavior continued to be the same. So you can tell me, I'm sorry. I used to really buy, all you had to tell me was I'm sorry. And I'm like, okay, great. We're moving on. But as I learned that, you know, apologizing is really two things. It's, it's words and change behavior. And so if you just say words, then it's empty. If nothing changes. Yeah. So yeah. I had to just, at the time, you know, for my mental health, I was like, well, if I continue in this way, then I'm, I am abandoning myself. Mm-hmm. If I continue in this way, I'm pretending to be okay with something that I'm not. And if this is what I'm teaching women, then I have to walk the walk. Right. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so I had to have a conversation and you know, I, I love her to death and I still love her to death and I wish her the best, but at this moment in time, we just can't continue. Yeah. I love how the things that you teach, the pillars in your in your program are, are really a way of life and can help you in any area. And it, it, you know, it's like, what's not working, what's working really when it comes right. down, right? It's like people, places, things, and really just less of what's not working and more of what's working, you know? Absolutely. Amen. I love that. <laughs> less of what's not working, more of what's working. Yes. <laughs> I received that, Claudia. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to receive it too. (laughs) So if there's anything, any message you want to leave the listeners with, anything that something you you believe in, want to share, want more people to know. Yeah, sure. So the one thing I would leave, you know, your listeners with, especially if they're going through a breakup, is that your life doesn't end here. You know, let this actually be a beginning, a new beginning for you. Mm -hmm. And I understand the pain and it's so hard. Like someone listening to this right now, I'd be like, she needs to shut up. I'm in so much pain. Like I cannot see the light, but I promise you there is a light at the end of the tunnel and this doesn't have to last forever. And this doesn't mean that you're doomed and that you're never going to meet, you know, the love of your life or what it is that you want for yourself. You know, this universe is self-organizing and we live in an abundant universe. It's just time to step into the highest version of you. And when you learn how to do that, you can have everything you want and more. So don't let this relationship that has ended define you. I say that again, because it doesn't define you. And I love the new beginnings part, you know, looking at it like this is an opportunity to have exactly what I want. Absolutely. Because how do you know what you want if you don't experience what you don't want? You know, Mm -hmm. Abraham Hicks always talks about the contrast so that when we see something that we don't want, we're like, thank you so much because it's now showing me what I do want. Yeah, exactly. Bringing clarity. Thank you for bringing me clarity. (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> where can people find you? Where do you hang out the most? And if somebody wants to, you know, I'll put all your information in the show notes, but yeah, like let them know where to where to get in touch. Yeah, on the gram, you can find me at the Tagliardini. Uh, if you're, you know, going through a breakup, you have a question around how to move forward, feel free to DM me. I answer every message that I receive. And then you, you also have a guide that I know about. You want to talk? About? Yes, I do. I have a guide called the Four Ways to Move Through Heartbreak, and it's really beautiful thing. It's very tangible. So you can, you know, just a few different steps that you can do for yourself right now to start moving forward. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here today. If you feel like you're looking for extra support, don't hesitate to reach out to me. This is what I do. I help women get unstuck and move into the next chapter of their life with so much courage, so much confidence and clarity. You can head to my website, claudiawhitney.com or jump into my DMs on Instagram at with.claudiawhitney. All right, here's to taking those small steps and making huge shifts happen in your life. Be well and much love.